Hi, so me and Summit here, and welcome back to our F1 podcast. Today we'll be talking about the 2022 Hungarian Grand Prix. And once again, the Hungarian Grand Prix was just as chaotic as last year. So, into the weekend now, there were obviously some major talking points. First of all, coming off of the French Grand Prix, where we saw Leclerc just throw it all away with a mistake that he said was his own fault, we would be looking to see how he would bounce back. But another big shocking news this weekend was that Sebastian Vettel, four-time F1 world champion, it was going to be retiring from Formula 1 at the end of this season. We speculated that it might be happening after we saw he was on Instagram, he joined Instagram this weekend, but then it was obviously a shock to hear him retiring. Yeah, such an iconic figure, not just on the track, but also off the track. Off the track, Sebastian Vettel is known for his uh, humanitarian personality and always wanting to help out these different organizations, helping create equality for different people and trying to spread that awareness all around the world. And obviously on the track as well, he's an incredible racer with such a decorated career, 53 wins, four world championships and podiums with four different teams. Yes, it'll be really sad to not see him race next year. So, now going into FP1 now, drivers had to get used to this Hungarian Grand Prix circuit with these new cars. And it looked like right off the bat that Sainz was very quick in his Ferrari. Leclerc was also there, but obviously Leclerc wasn't just on his pace. Maybe after France, he took sort of uh, um beating for himself for that mistake. So, he was just trying to regain his confidence with this Ferrari car. Another teams that looked quick were McLaren and Mercedes. McLaren looking really strong with Lando Norris and also Daniel Ricciardo. So it would be good to see if Ricciardo could be up there with Norris. But Hamilton and Russell, despite looking quick, they seem to be struggling a little bit. Just locking up here and there, going wide too. Another person going wide was Lance Stroll in his Aston Martin. He damaged the floor going wide. Obviously, Hungary have very notorious curbs for damaging the underbodies of the cars. So it would be really important to stay within track limits. Obviously, people were locking up at turn one like Yuki Sonoda and the Mercedes. And also a new thing coming into this weekend was that Kevin Magnussen had Haas's new upgrade. So finally, Haas brought some upgrades for this season and Kevin Magnussen would be running them this weekend. But in the end, it was Carlos Sainz P1 in his Ferrari with Verstappen P2. Then came Charles Leclerc P3 and Lando Norris P4 in his McLaren. That's a really good effort from him. Then came George Russell P5, Sergio Perez P6, way off his teammate. Then Lewis Hamilton 7, Daniel Ricciardo 8, and both Alpines in the top 10, Ocon 9th and Fernando Alonso 10th. So now going into Q2, again Ferrari were looking very quick uh, here in FP2. And Leclerc though this time, it was Leclerc leading the FP2 session. But also McLaren were continuing to impress. Norris was up, almost up there ahead of the Red Bulls and also Ricardo. But other drivers were also maybe had the pace to improve, but they were getting hampered with traffic. Like Carlos Sainz, he was not happy with all the traffic he was getting. Ocon was also another driver getting traffic, but he was also just struggling in general. After winning here last year, he was just not happy with the way he was, his car was. Another person not happy with their car, Lewis Hamilton, the seven-time world champion, complaining about the time loss to the leaders, Charles Leclerc, 
on the same tire too and it looked like Mercedes had to just go the opposite direction. But it was not just Hamilton, Russell too. He was struggling especially at turn one with just so much understeer. He couldn't get around the corner without locking, he said. Alex Albon also found turn one tricky. He spun his Williams down at turn one after some rear locking. But in the end, it was Charles Leclerc leading FP1 with Lando Norris P2. Great lap from him. Then Carlos Sainz third, Max Verstappen fourth, and Daniel Ricciardo fifth in the McLaren. So top five here in the FP2 in Hungary. Then came Alonso sixth, out of departing Sebastian Vettel. Then George Russell eighth, Sergio Perez ninth, Valtteri Bottas completing the top ten. Yeah, so now going to FP3 then, and the final practice session of the weekend. This was also the first wet session of the weekend, and with the radars indicating that qualifying could have similar conditions as well, um, the drivers needed to make really good use of this session and see how their cars felt in the wet. So, as I said before, this was a wet session, and uh, later on, towards the end, it got dry, so... um. The drivers still couldn't put on the slick tyres, but it got dry enough for them to put on the intermediate tyres, as it was full wets at the very beginning and throughout the middle parts. But towards the end then, we saw Sebastian Vettel spin at turn 10 and hit the tyre wall on the intermediate tyres. Luckily, he didn't damage his car too much. But for the majority part of the session, it was full wets, and only the intermediates were used at the end. This caused some drivers, as we're later going to see, the intermediates caused some drivers to, um, who you might not expect to finish at the front. So, George Russell and Mick Schumacher throughout the session on the full wet tyres were complaining about the lack of grip on their Mercedes and Haas cars, respectively. George Russell was complaining about front grip, whilst Mick Schumacher was complaining more about rear grip. And many drivers were, seem, were struggling at turn four, especially. These drivers include uh, Pierre Gasly, Alex Albon, Joe Guanyu, and Mick Schumacher. So at the end of FP3, then, in a very wet session, this was what I was talking about before, how the late intermediate runs at the end caused some drivers to end up at the front. And the driver who finished in P1 in FP3 was Nicholas Latifi in the Williams. Nicholas Latifi finished in P1, six-tenths clear of Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari. And it wasn't just Latifi up there. Alex Albon was in P3 too, uh, two-tenths ahead of Max Verstappen, who was in P4. So it was Latifi in P1, then Leclerc in second, Albon in third, Max Verstappen fourth, George Russell fifth, Alonso sixth, Sainz seventh, Norris eighth, Sebastian Vettel ninth, and then Kevin Magnussen, who rounded off the top ten. Yup, so now going into Q1 now, we the drivers now the track was very green it got dry enough just in time for qualifying though but the track was still very green so there would need to be a lot of cars running to lay down rubber before we could get some really fast lap times Nicholas Latifi after topping FP3 he set a fastest sector one in Q1 but he was just struggling towards the latter stages of the lap and he couldn't get off the bottom spot so he was out and it was not just Williams struggling too, it was Aston Martin with both Vettel and Stroll. They were just re they couldn't just get their cars hooked up in time. But Stroll was able to get through, but not his teammate Sebastian Vettel. 
Gasly was also not happy with the car in his Alpha Tauri. It might have just been the green track or just the general. There was maybe there was no pace in the Alpha Tauri, but either way, Gasly was out. So it was Latifi twentieth, Pierre Gasly nineteenth, Sebastian Vettel eighteenth, Alex Albon seventeenth, and Yuki Tsunoda in sixteenth. All out in Q one. So now going into Q two, we saw Sergio Perez going. Uh, look what it looked like going wide on his first run, but after re-examination by the stewards, it was found out that he had actually stayed just on the track limits, so they reinstated his lap, but that probably was annoying to him because he had to waste another set of tires to go on for a second run because he thought that he didn't have a lap time on the board. And at the end, we saw Bottas and Ocon go into the top 10 with very great laps. And it looked like Perez was about to join them. But unfortunately, he got blocked by Kevin Magnussen in his half. So Perez was very unhappy about that. And because of that, he couldn't get through to Q3, which was very disappointing for the Constructors' Championship leaders, Red Bull. And we saw also Lando Norris going fastest in sector one. He looked like he was about to have a great lap. But then through that turn six, seven chicane, he just got it wrong. And he didn't spin, but he just lost all momentum out of that corner. So he just backed off. It was very disappointing for him. But in the end, it was Mick Schumacher, P15, Lance Stroll, P14, Kevin Magnussen, even with the upgraded Haas, out in p13 joe guan yu 12th after getting to through to q2 which was great for him and sergio perez the big shock disappointment out in q2 and p11 and now finally going into q3 now ferrari looked very quick but it was science that looked much faster than leclerc and science looked to have the upper advantage going into these first runs as science went fastest faster than leclerc but then at the um, end of the first runs russell actually went faster than leclerc on his first run and leclerc had two sets of used tires as well as science two sets of new tires and russell was on old tires so it looked pretty strange that russell on old tires was able to beat leclerc with new tires but then we saw Verstappen, another big shock, Verstappen, 7th after his first run because they were, he was just complaining about the lack of grip. But then on the second run, he seemed to have an issue. So maybe that caused the issue on the first run. But either way, he wasn't going to be fighting for pole because he got power, no power on his second run, which is disappointing for Red Bull as they would be starting 10th and 11th on the grid. And we also saw Leclerc now at the final runs. Leclerc improved, but it only was um in, enough for second place. So Sainz looked like to have pole because he extended, he extended his advantage. But then, out of nowhere, George Russell in his Mercedes. No purple sectors. It was just a really well-hooked-up lap. He snatched pole right at the final moment. He took pole position for the first time in his Formula 1 career. And it looked like Lewis Hamilton would be able to do something about that. But he had DRS issues. So because of that, there was no way he was going to be able to challenge for pole. So unfortunately, he had to back off. That was really disappointing for him. Another... Two, two drivers that impressed were Esteban Ocon and Fernando Alonso, 5th and 6th. So it looked like they were pretty evenly matched. But they were behind Lando Norris, who had a brilliant lap for 4th. 
But in the end of qualifying, it was George Russell on pole position in the Mercedes for the first time in his Formula 1 career and Mercedes on pole for the first time this season. Then came Carlos Sainz P2, who was really disappointing to miss out on pole after looking so quick all weekend. Then Charles Leclerc third, Lando Norris fourth, a great lap from him in the McLaren. Then came the two Alpines, fifth for Ocon, sixth for Alonso. Lewis Hamilton came seventh, disappointment for him after his DRS troubles. Valtteri Bottas eighth, Daniel Ricciardo ninth in the top ten in his McLaren, and then Max Verstappen rounding off the top ten, disappointing for him to be tenth on the grid, while his main championship rivals are second and third. Yeah, so now going into the main event on Sunday and where the big points would be scored. And it was going to be a dry race, so no wet weather to interfere the drivers. And that pleased the strategists as it was going to, as it, the, there was no unexpected surprises for them and they could carry on with their predicted strategies. And boy, was this a race of strategy. So at lights out, we saw a good start from George Russell, the pole man, and he was able to get ahead of Carlos Sainz or stay ahead of him, and Sainz had to tuck in behind George Russell. Charles Leclerc, meanwhile, in uh, third, had a pretty mediocre start and was being challenged by Lando Norris in fourth. And behind them, the Red Bulls had very good starts. Of course, starting from 10th and 11th, needed to make up ground as quickly as possible and none the best opportunity than the um, first corner where everyone is closer together so the Red Bulls were challenging the Alpines and they were also challenging Daniel Ricciardo and Valtteri Bottas so at turn one then Russell defended on the inside and Sainz tried to go around the outside of George Russell but um, Russell kept his cool and was able to keep the lead ahead of, of Carlos Sainz but both Ferraris seemed to have very good temperature in their tires and were challenging Russell all throughout the first lap so the pecking order was Russell from Sainz, then Leclerc, then Norris, then Hamilton, who were the top five. And towards the 6-7-8 chicane, uh, Red Bull, it looked like the Red Bulls had swapped places then. And they had, as, Sergio, as Max Verstappen got past Sergio Perez, and that was an important move for Verstappen as he was able to then chase quickly after Fernando Alonso and then get past Fernando Alonso. So on lap 7 then we saw Max Verstappen pass Esteban Ocon into turn 1 and it was a very easy, not easy move, a good move though from Verstappen and a very crucial move. And at that same lap uh, Sergio Perez was then able to get past Fernando Alonso by going all the way around the outside at turn 3. So then on lap 12 then Lewis Hamilton was able to get past Lando Norris at turn 1 for 4th place and the two British drivers swapped positions and Lewis Hamilton could now chase after the two Ferraris and his teammate. So Max Verstappen passed Lando Norris at turn 3 as well after Hamilton got past Norris that'll open the door for Max Verstappen as they were all separated by merely 3 tenths of a second Verstappen was able to pick up the pieces and make up another place. So on lap 22 then, Charles Leclerc pit for the medium tyres. So after starting on the mediums, he made his first stop of the race and was and pit onto the second set of medium tyres. And Sainz had pit two laps before Charles Leclerc. And Leclerc, by staying out those extra laps ahead of Sainz, was able to come out and overcut his teammate. So the two Ferraris swapped places and Charles Leclerc will now be the one to put the pressure on George Russell. 
So two laps later then, on lap 24, we saw the two Alpines fighting each other, Esteban Ocon and Fernando Alonso into turn one, and none of them swapped places, but they were still uh, wheel to wheel and side by side towards turn three, and they both went a little bit too deep by fighting them by fighting each other, and that allowed the McLaren of Daniel Ricciardo behind him to pick up the pieces, and Ricciardo made a brilliant double overtake at turn three to go down the inside of both of the Alpines and get past them. So it was Ricciardo ahead of Alcon and then Alonso. Yeah, it was a brilliant move from Daniel Ricciardo. Obviously, the two Alpines coming together at turn one, after um one of them had just pitted, it was Esteban Ocon who had just pitted and Alonso was chasing right after him. So because Ocon had cold tires into turn two, he go- he went, he just couldn't, he didn't have any grip. So he went wide and that pushed Alonso wide and that allowed Ricardo c- to go down the inside of both of them. So it was a brilliant move from the McLaren driver. Yeah. So on lap 31 then we saw Charles Leclerc pass George Russell at turn 1 with a brilliant move and supreme late breaking skills from Leclerc to break all the way around the outside of George Russell and to take the lead of the Hungarian Grand Prix. On lap 39 later, then we saw Max Verstappen make his second pit stop of the race. Uh, his first stop was on lap 16, and Max Verstappen made his second and what should have been his final pit stop for medium tires. Then we saw one lap later, on lap 40, the clowns in red returned as they decided to come pit Leclerc for the hard tires. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking putting him on the hard tires as they saw both the Alpines constantly complaining and struggling about hard tires and also Daniel Ricciardo and the McLaren having caused a collision with Lance Stroll and earning him a five second penalty Ferrari still decided to put Leclerc on the hard tires that was a terrible call and once again Ferrari proving that they haven't learned from their mistakes just like in France yeah, it just makes you wonder. I mean, Ferrari have the car to win the world championship. They have the drivers to, obviously excluding Leclerc's incident in France. He's been driving really well this season. But it just shows the Ferrari strategy can sometimes, they can sometimes be absolute clowns on the pit wall when it comes to strategy. They had seen all the data from every team. You know, with the Alpines complaining, Ricardo crashing into Stroll because of cold, hard tires. And it just like, it makes you think, whether Ferrari would ever be able to win a world championship if they continue having strategy blunders like this. Yeah, and the answer is simply they won't be able to win a world championship even with if they keep doing this strategy and keep having this mentality. And Bernardo said after the race that there was no reason to change the strategy, but obviously that's not the right move at all and Ferrari need to get their act together if they're going to challenge Max Verstappen and Red Bull for the championship because at the moment Ferrari are just simply not ready to win a world championship at all. So after that horrendous call from Ferrari, Leclerc just struggled throughout that hard tire stint and he just had no pace whatsoever. So on that same lap that Leclerc pit, Russell was also in the pits, but unlike Ferrari, Mercedes actually had a good strategy call and they put Russell on the medium tires. So Verstappen though was able to undercut 
Rosaldo by staying out a little bit longer or by pitting earlier, Verstappen came out ahead of George Russell. So on lap 41 then, Verstappen was able to easily get past Charles Leclerc because Leclerc had absolutely no tyre temperature whatsoever on his hard compound of tyres. So Verstappen made the pass for the um, at turn 1. But then on lap 42, Max Verstappen spun at the penultimate corner. He just spun round. It was that... A left-hand turn right before you can enter the pit lane. Max Verstappen just on throttle, just spun right around and made a full 360. So Leclerc was able to repass Max Verstappen. But then we saw Sergio Perez having to take some avoiding action and take a very wide line through the final corner. And that allowed Russell to um, start challenging Sergio Perez too. So Verstappen was able to stay ahead. But George Russell got past Sergio Perez and was right on the rear of Max Verstappen but couldn't do anything about it. So three laps later, Max Verstappen passed Charles Leclerc at turn three, and Max Verstappen retook the place from Charles Leclerc, as obviously Leclerc couldn't do anything even if he wanted to because of those hard tires. So on lap 54, then, it was George Russell who passed Charles Leclerc, and it was an easy move for Russell as he, was, as he had the better tires and the tire advantage uh, the mediums compared to the hards one lap later then leclerc decided or not leclerc decided but ferrari decided to bring leclerc in for a uh, soft tires and another terrible terrible call from ferrari after what could have been maybe a third or fourth place because hamilton was flying hamilton might have got past leclerc but instead of guaranteeing of third or fourth they decide to guarantee themselves a sixth place finish in the end and once again like no one knows what they were thinking to bring in Leclerc again for the soft tires thinking that uh, Leclerc had a chance to get past anyone else so again Ferrari with two bad strategy calls in this race and this might have been one of the worst strategy um, races in the history of Formula 1 and Ferrari once again doing everything they can to do to prevent their drivers from winning and doing everything they can to prevent themselves from winning and another easy day for Red Bull so on lap 63 then uh, Lewis Hamilton was able to get past Carlos Sainz at turn one and Hamilton had so much more pace than the Ferrari of Sainz as he was practically just pushing Carlos Sainz through that final corner and then made the pass at turn one. So on lap 65 then Hamilton was also gaining on Russell now and Hamilton was absolutely flying and towards turn one Leclerc or uh, Russell went to the defense of Lewis Hamilton and covered the inside but Hamilton the much more experienced driver just hit Le- hit uh, Russell with the old switcheroo and was able to get past Russell into turn three. So at the end of this race then, Max Verstappen, from 10th on the grid, Max Verstappen won the Hungarian Grand Prix and won in Hungary for the first time in his career, taking Red Bull's first win at the Hungaro Ring since Daniel Ricciardo won there in 2014. So another like supreme day for Red Bull and Max Verstappen now had an 80-point championship lead. Yes, an 8-0, an 80-point championship lead ahead of Charles Leclerc and at this point Ferrari deserve it they've done absolutely nothing to try to help Leclerc and they've just done everything they could to throw away all their opportunities so Ferrari deserve that if they're not going to get their act together yep Leclerc has retired from the lead three times this season 
two of them being mechanical failures and one one of them being his own error but still that those two races with mechanical failures 50 points gone then the countless number of races this season where ferrari have thrown away major points with strategy it's just for this is not the ferrari that won the world championships with michael schumacher all those years ago we need that ferrari back if they want to start winning world championships again Yes, that's exactly what they need. But meanwhile, in second place, then Lewis Hamilton from seventh on the grid completed a masterclass drive to come home in second place. And George Russell from Paul, it was only third, but still on back-to-back double podiums for Mercedes. And Mercedes look like they found their form back again. And if they keep this up, I'm pretty sure they can overtake Ferrari and take second in the Constructors' Championship. Carlos Sainz from front row to fourth. Sergio Perez with an incredible drive from 11th to finish in fifth. And Charles Leclerc from third to sixth after poor strategy calls from Ferrari. Lando Norris completed a really good race to take points for McLaren and seventh place. And a double points finish for Alpine behind Alonso in eighth, Ocon in ninth, and Sebastian Vettel on in the weekend where he announced he would be retiring scores points by completing the final points paying position position in 10th place so thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast and be sure to join us next time when we return from the summer break and we take a look at the 2022 belgian grand prix thank you